There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is Russell Kane. This is Boys Don't Cry, and this is part two, where we're talking about fears and phobias. We're not just talking about chlorophobia, fears of clowns, for example. We're talking about fear of commitment. That's what I want to get into in this section. We can smell fear. According to a recent study, humans react to each other's scents and can smell fear on others, more specifically in the type of sweat they produce. Gross! This is why crowds can erupt in mass panic and why a room full of people telling ghost stories might all get extra frightened. <gasps> I love oh. that. And I totally all- agree with that. I've had a conversation oh. where I was really not sure of someone and they were like, you've got an issue with me. You can't, you don't trust this. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, but I didn't, I didn't trust that situation. And they could, inside whether they i thought they could just see it but maybe they could smell the fear yeah that's mm. why i buy cologne so people don't smell the fear on me <laughs> that is nigel's branded cologne fear yeah. <laughs> fear by nigel yes i'll get johnny depp to promote it for me you know <laughs> well actually he's busy at the moment but yeah here we <laughs> what's happening in fact, oh i think God. i think they may have already bottled fear by johnny depp i think it's already been done <laughs> It can be cancelled out by turd, apparently. Mm. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, it's interesting that if you're with a man who can't tell you the things that scare him, the logic from that fact is maybe you're being affected by it as a woman more than you realise. So you might just think, oh, it's just annoying. Gary can't tell me his fears. But are his pheromones actually bringing you down and depressing you? You know that thing where someone walks in a room and the temperature changes they might be smiling they might look nice you can't put your finger on it so to live with someone that's got fears or scared or even depression it might be affecting you in a way you don't know if we can be affected chemically by it yeah for sure I totally agree with that and I agree with that and there can some people can have a toxic energy as well and that kind of kind of falls onto you and it's very hard to not be affected by that when you're having to work with them or whatnot and so yeah and one other thing it's you know the um you can be scared to death not an old wives tale or a figure of speech you can actually and it's happened a few times produce enough oh sorry that's my front door i said oh, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> 
So where, where were we? Oh, yeah, scared to death. You can literally be scared to death. If you can't calm down after the initial adrenaline rush that comes along with the shock, the adrenaline and calcium keeps pouring into your heart and causes it to tremor instead of beat normally. In, in extremely rare cases, this can cause your blood pressure to drop, cause you to slip into unconsciousness and ultimately cause death. Scared this to death. might be quite a serious note, but is that something that then leads to suicide if it doesn't kill you to death, if that reaction, that chemical? Is- I, yeah, well, this is one of the amazing things we're learning about heart, coronary heart disease, particularly, you know, why do men get more heart attacks than women? There's no reason really, particularly on this fucking island where we all eat the same shit food and have the same stupid, stressful habits and women are as hard-worked as men but because men are so awful at expressing those stresses and fears it literally has a neurochemical and a cardiovascular impact on how you re- retain um plaque in in the in both in your head and in the valves and in the in the vessels Wait, of your you, heart you, you don't think it's because men's diets tend to be different from women's no if you control that out uh-huh if you and control, it's still scientifically it's still stress stress is, is is as much an indicator of heart disease outcomes as whether you're eating mcdonald's every day and it's not that men uh. get more stressed than women it's just that men deal with stress worse than women. A girl will tell that, as I've said before in this podcast, the, apart from the obvious physical differences, the only difference I've found between men and women is women use other women. They form a circle. I've got this shit going on. Moan, 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 chat, 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 get it out, light an aromatherapy candle, deal with it. Whereas men are like, I've got depression. Put him in the bushes. I don't want to hear about it. I want to ask that. Like, would you would you say you're both comfortable enough to sit and have a conversation with your group of male friends and, and feel that you could be starkly honest now in this day and age without being feeling that you're going to be judged by them? Would either of you be... Are you comfortable to have Nigel, your male I, friends? I feel like I won't, I won't be comfortable in the face-to-face conversation, but if we are all on our headsets playing Call of Duty... That's when you're comfortable. You're kind of distracted a little bit, and you just kind of say, oh, "Yeah, I really fear about my future." You know, this pandemic is taking all my income. That, so, in, in a way, if you have something else <laughs> occupying you and you're just chatting idly, then the the subconscious thoughts come out. So, I'm comfortable doing that more wow. so than face to face. That's why I think uh, male mental health during the pandemic. I don't know the stats. I'm I, I dread seeing them. But because we're so poor at expressing ourselves, I think it came out a lot of the time either playing Call of Duty or depending on your age, maybe down at the pub and having a pint or <laughs> just doing just doing something. You know, we're not as good as dropping on the WhatsApp group. Uh, me and the missus are splitting up. Whereas I don't, I just couldn't see Lindsay, for example, having a problem just doing like a Zoom call with a thousand female heads going. I got this going on. What's the advice, ladies? Mm. Yeah, the um, scheduling alone—that oh, that's a lot of planning. <laughs> That's that's my fear. <laughs> Planning. You're trying to plan and get five friends together in London. Ugh. That was okay, a, let- a meme that went around recently because we're constantly and my girls get trying to organise like arranging to get together. Like, oh, we have meaningful friendships, more girls night, uh, real human connection. When do we want it? No, and it's like, well, I can't do this week. I can do anytime after eight pm on a work night, and I can't do the weekend because I've got yeah. the kids. And let me get back to you once I've looked at my calendar. So it is getting more and more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's get to the ones that everyone's tuned in for, the big ones. Now we've already you're gonna say we've already discussed that, but we what we discussed was a generalized fear of failure. That is different to what I'm about to ask you. The fear of failing itself, of attempting something and failing. Now I want to get to the bottom of whether men suffer more from this or women or women suffer more than men. 
A lot of people don't achieve their career objectives, not because they've been unlucky, it's because they don't even want to try for the fear of failing. They might not get married or let themselves go deeper into love because they don't even want to try for the fear of failing. Is this a gendered issue? Is it a personality trait? Is it something... It's not something I ident- I mean, I've got tons of faults and you just listen through the back episodes. I'm not being immodest here. It's just like I will happily if I'm trying to get a book published, cover my wall with rejection slips. I eat them for breakfast with a picture of JK rolling at the end, knowing she got <laughs> rejected by hundreds and then she got published. That's how you have to be in my business. It's how I am in love as well. I've a wreckage of awful relationships behind me. Didn't stop me jumping in with an, I love you again, three months later with someone else and seeing what happened till eventually I found happiness. Is it more of a male thing or a female thing? Is it not gendered? Is it a personality thing? Nigel, with the fear of failing, causing you to not attempt the thing itself. That's what we're talking about here. Ooh, is it a gendered thing? I don't know, man. I never talked to my female friends about that either. But so. have you got lots uh, of men in your group who are like, could start that small business, could be cut, start as a comedian, could develop that software, could train to be a lawyer, but you know what? They're not, they're not doing it because they've been unlucky and I've got enough money. They're doing it because they're scared shitless of trying mm. and failing. Well, I would say I have a biased friend group because I grew up in Malaysia and my friend groups here, a lot of them are Malaysian. So the Malaysians who make it, make it uh, abroad tend to be the Malaysians who want to do things, right. who are go-getters about things. So my friends, they actually attempt stuff. You know, Some of them fail, but some of them also don't succeed. That's why, that's why they're here. So I think it's a biased friend group. You can't, you can't take this sample from me, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I think let's rephrase it as fear of attempting. I think that's uh, a, actually more accurate grammar, Ariel. Do, amongst your friends, male and female, the fear of attempting. I would 100% say that I have a lot of female friends who are, have a fear of attempting relationships because of past right. experiences. I don't know if I have that many male friends who have that attitude. So that would be one area that I would maybe say I see a big difference. Um but then maybe it's because men don't speak about their past relationships being failures. They just it see- might just be it might just be the emotion. The possibility of bruising is higher. If mm. you feel more, yeah. you can get hurt more. There's more at stake. What about? <laughs> I mean, the, that's what- just what men say when they don't want to get into a relationship with a woman. Like, oh, I I, I feel relationships have been hurt. Before. <laughs> such, a, such a fuckboy thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> let me just let me just get the wording right because I typed it out. I fear love because <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Yeah. yeah. With a, temp- with a template with a name change in a different colour. Oh, my God. Oh. Insert name here. And there we have the fear. And that literally just made me feel sick that someone might yeah, actually but, but, do that but to what, me. But and do you think it might be the other way around? Because I feel like a lot of my female friends, if they had an idea, I don't know, to open, say, South End, where I'm from, they have an idea. It's uh, some sort of boutique. They're going to go for it. Might go wrong. Sod it. You only live once. Say la vie. I think women are slightly better at the commercial and career have a gamble, see if I fail. And I think a lot of men, because of the masculine stuff that Nigel's been talking about, might not attempt stuff they may have won at. I would definitely agree with you in that one. A lot of my friends have um, started businesses, as startups, new ideas, things that weren't typically like your nine to five working in an office space. And they've all gone on to be really quite successful. But more men that I know have gone into that typical, they did university, they, they interviewed for a job and they've gone into a nine to five role. And um, so I, amongst my friends personally, uh, I definitely see them, those females attempting to start something fresh and new and exciting on the business front, less so on the relationship side. Yeah. So do you think we got fully to the bottom of that, of why um, 
women are more likely to have the fear of failing in a relationship because there's more at stake for them in the emotions. I mean, is that is that what it is? I it's think, quite a big thing we've said there. I think we were brought up in a world where fairy tale romances were meant to be the thing. You're meant to find the one and love at first sight. And a lot of us lived lived by that kind of model and like that's what my life's gonna be like. I'm gonna meet the one. Um yeah. and I think Bloody as we, Disney. Yeah. yeah Disney then, should make the first uh, film that features a polygamous like coupling. Well, you know what I mean? It's twenty twenty. Gets- I would watch that. Fro- a frozen orgy, you mean, with like <laughs> with, with Olaf wanking off his carrot at the side. <laughs> Let it go, Olaf. Let it go. Yes. Um, <laughs> we should have Toy Story, a Toy Story orgy. Oh Everybody just starts fucking in <laughs> Eddie's room, you know. Mr. Potato Head's eyes come off at the end. Um, I do think he's guilty of that, and I think when that doesn't happen, we suddenly like regress a bit and go, oh, "Well, I didn't get." Or maybe we just need a Disney film that has divorce in it, like I know, like yes. let's bring it into. Um, but I think it's like a generational Beauty and the Beast, thing. fifteen years down the line, you know, you <laughs> yeah. see them go into court. Absolutely They're a marriage counselor. They didn't get a prenup for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. um, Who I think owns the castle now? You know, <laughs> I definitely had all this shit before you came and stayed, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Just wa- just watch the first film. The fucking talking candle was mine. Yeah. Fucking chancer. <laughs> oh, but I think I think it's a generational thing. I actually think it's getting better. With um, I think mm-hmm. our younger generation are more fearless. Uh, I think they are fearless in standing up for what they believe in. I mean, females, you're talking about the young male, generation of females. No, male, male females, non, like non-binary, however you like, you know, you yep. identify. I think they are so much more confident in protesting um, and speaking out about what they don't believe in and what they do Absolutely. believe in. And I think that's really exciting because I know my generation didn't necessarily feel comfortable going out in the streets and protesting for Black Lives Matter, whereas now the next generation are very much at the front line of that, yes. and so they should be. Yeah. So there's a, gen- a, a generalised courage. Fantastic point. So we're going to go on to the... So if if girls, um, traditionally... I know we have to be careful with our pronouns these days, but just bear with us, guys, because we've got to get through this. If girls traditionally had the fear of attempting the relationship, is it men who have the fear of commitment I don't. I, I'm, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of girls out there. Indeed, I've dated one of them that were scared to commit, and they're enjoying their life and their freedom. But and I don't mean to sound sexist, but we have to face the fact that it is largely a male thing to be scared. It could be a 35-year-old fucking losing his hair, grown-up fucker, still scared to say I love you and commit because he's got five years more seed sowing in the tank. I mean, is that all it is, Nigel? Just a fear of lost Panani opportunities. Is it that <laughs> bleak? We need to admit it here on this podcast, if that's the case, because I think a lot of girls will be like, just tell us. If that's what it is, then we can just wait until 45-year-olds don't make us want to vomit and then settle down then. <laughs> is I think that it what is, it is? You know, I, I think our, our biological wirings make make men, a lot of men just really dumb people. We're just dumb I want to fuck something, you know, that kind of, and that never goes away. You get the curse from like age 10, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to, you have, sometimes you have to like, you know, have a wank before you become norm, a normal person again. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think there's a lot of that. We, we keep thinking, and many are delusional, aren't we? We keep thinking, oh, I might be 40, balding, 5'8". I can still get laid. I can still go to the club, you know? Now, this, this is it's very funny, Ariel, and it might be slightly offensive what we're saying, but I think sometimes let's stop bullshitting each other 
70 to 80% of the boys you date under 30, regardless of the crap coming out of their mouth, have an, a fear of commitment. I won't be a pry and ask you if that's been your ex- experience, but feel free to share if it has. But do you agree with the general principle as observed amongst your friends? Yes. I think men, uh, and, they, and this is going to be a general stereotype, but my experience is that men hate to be labelled something. Uh, regardless. So I've got, I'll, I'll go from what I, my experience at the moment. I've got a friend who has met someone. Uh, they are very much head over heels in love. They're three months into their thing and they refuse to call each other boyfriend. He refuses to put a label on it and say boyfriend and girlfriend. Why? Why? What they are so are they exclusive? Clearly, you know, oh no, so that, they've had the conversation when he was pissed. He said, "When you know, you're not fucking other people, are you?" And she's like, "No, obviously not." But that for me, I'm just like, "Well, don't... wait there." Did he answer the question as well? You can't just give one. Oh no, I think. Did, she, did... Yeah, she said no. That they've decided he was like, "Good, good, good." Don't ask me. People. Don't ask me. As long as. <laughs> 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 what I love about it is because this all came from she was the first one to say to him, actually, I'm quite happy just fucking people at the moment. So I don't really want anything. So that was their Great. original experience of that. But now they've actually, you know, they've got together. And they, but it's just that. And I'm like, is it the label? Because they're so everyone knows they're together. And I know, I know another couple as well. who have been together for two and a half years and they refuse to put a label on it. But apparently that's what, a mutual the Two decision. and a half years. They're not saying boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. They just Do, see don't each you other. Think- yeah. Don't you think sometimes again this sounds I have to be sexist for shorthand in this show. It's yeah. not it's not because I'm not no, a no, lefty. Russ, let's be sexist, Russ. Let's do it. it but don't <laughs> do you not think 90% of the time the girls are, are joining in saying, I agree, I don't want to put a label on it. We're secretly they're thinking, please call me your girlfriend. And the boys are saying, Yeah, we're we're boy we're we're together, but we're not putting a label on it because they know. They are occasionally not being entirely as exclusive as they might be, even if it's only digital. So there's less guilt in their hearts if they're not using the boyfriend and girlfriend label. I'm going to interrupt you, though, and say that I also think it's a protective thing. So if a girl is sat in front of them and saying, I'm not really into yes. commitment, I'm looking after myself yes. right now, they've gone mm, shut down, insecurities coming out 100 miles per hour, I don't want to let this girl in. So, yeah, I'm fine with it too. So I think it is sometimes mutual. It's like that, like... Well, if she's saying this, then I've got to agree or vice versa. So I think, I think men can be guilty of just suddenly going shutting so down. So you don't think you don't think men are often using the? I just don't think we should use labels as a smokescreen because they feel less guilty about infidelity. Because have you got a girlfriend? No, actually, don't. I do, I, I can I can say mm. to myself in my bullshit lying to myself bed as I fall asleep that night after the club that I don't have a girlfriend because that's a, I don't. That's a, that's a great loophole, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot from this conversation. But I also think it's a protective thing when all his mates are going, oh, you're spending so much time yeah. with so-and-so. Are you I agree. Like, no, I agree. no, 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 yeah. I'm not mate. I'm not mate. It's fine. I, I, I'm curious like, if, if you're like seeing each other for two and a half years and then you meet their parents, but you're not, you don't call yourself boyfriend and girlfriend. How do you introduce your, 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 your partner to <laughs> your, your long parents? long-term fuck buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just keep it casual. Yeah, just keep it casual, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. I'll ask them and come back. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you ever done that, Nigel? Have you ever done a, a long relationship where it wasn't boyfriend and girlfriend? You were just seeing each other is a is a British phrase. I don't know if it's in other countries as well. Seeing oh, it, each it, other. It, I mean, it's, how it's euphemistic is that shit? Seeing. Yeah. I think it's also a fear of rejection on both sides. So we, 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 you might really like someone, but you're like, oh yeah, just keeping cool, just keeping cool, and they're like, oh yeah, keeping cool is good, all, all good, because you fear that if you say, oh, I really like you, I would like to have something more with you, you scare them away. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey. Well, I want to fi- hey. finish on fear of rejection spe- specifically, so we'll, so we'll come back to that. But, uh-huh. I mean, when I, <clears throat> I'm a bit of a, uh, I'm not a typical a man, so I've I suffered from serial monogamy. I would go fall in love. She's the one. Are we gonna have babies? Fall in love. Relationship toxic. <laughs> fall apart. I've managed to be single for about two weeks before I was toxically in love with the first person who showed me any kindness, which is a typically typically female trait, which unfortunately I have as a man. So I forced myself to have a single year. Uh, in fact, it was my mum who sat me down and went, I cannot have... The photo album on my mum's side with me with my arm around the one is about uh, one foot deep at the back with different women. I can't make another Sunday rose for a new woman, Russ. Exactly. So mum was like, for Christ's sake, with the, I just got a bit of exposure with the female attention you've got. Have a year on your own. Be single or you will never emotionally grow up. So sometimes you can take it too far the other way. Like I hadn't played any fields. I didn't even know there was a field. And, uh, and so when I started seeing... Lindsay, who I've now, I'm now married to, which I actually had almost like a terms and conditions for a second date. This is where my head is at. I 100% am seeing other people and enjoying my life. If you cannot handle it, of course I understand that. Why would you handle it? If you're okay just seeing each other and having a bit of fun, let's continue for as long as possible. And once you've got feelings and it's upsetting you, and I appear in the newspaper with my arm around a different girl, which happened on a couple of occasions, then we need to have a conversation. And that worked for us, the openness of it. I love that. Um, I used to be a bit like you. I used to be a serial monogamous, and and then I know fear rejection massively. And that's because most recently, as an older lady who's very confident in themselves, which I definitely wasn't in my early 20s. And, and you just call yourself an older lady. Well, I'm not like a young spring chicken anymore. I'm in my She's not sat 70s. there with a couple of cats and a <laughs> wheelie bag. Um, and obviously on the CV, I'm 27 for the rest of my life. But Same here. My, um, my, my Wikipedia's broken. It's been stuck. <laughs> um, but I've definitely noticed as I've grown more confident as a woman and as I've got older, I've met more men who are fearful of a confident woman. Ah, confidence, fear of confident women. And again, I suppose that you could take that back to the Savannah, Nigel, with a man that doesn't provide, I'll, I'll beat the chest and all that. Is there a bit of that going on there? I don't know, man. I love a confident woman, man. 
I do. Great, great. Yeah, I love I, that. It's I love a woman that. who makes more more than me. You know, there was one time I was seeing <laughs> seeing this lady. She's never taken a tube before, and then we tried to take a tube for the first time. She scanned it, scanned the contactless with a silver metal Amex card. <laughs> that was the most turned on I felt, and it got declined for suspicious activity. Because <laughs> it was such a <laughs> You're like, who's paying for dinner? Feminism. I'll be sat yeah. in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. I just, yeah, it's, I've, it's I've, nice. been, I've actually been told more to shut up and be quiet as an older lady than I had when I was younger because I think men sometimes can't handle with, that when It scares they... me with my daughter that, that there is a thing in society that tries to stop strong women having their opinions. So I'm trying to tell her uh, to be gobby. Oh, God. Yeah, go for your life. But there, there is, yeah. you know, there's certain men out there who just find that so unattractive. They don't want a girl mm. to be in a restaurant having laughs, we're effing and blinding and, you know, and do, just being confident in their own skin. One last one, then we're done. Fear of rejection. Now, we're not talking about fear of rejection when you've already been seeing each other for a year and you want to say, I love you, because we've more than covered that in our fear of commitment. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the one that affects men a lot more than women. The fear of girl in a bar that you want to buy a drink for. The fear of asking out someone you've been look, talking to at work who's just your friend. Oh, you know, I think we're really getting on. Can I take you out for dinner? That fear. Now, it would... It's not that this fear doesn't affect women. It's just that I can count on one hand the amount of times I think a woman has explicitly signalled interest to me. <laughs> and, uh, maybe I shouldn't have counted them on a hand. It was the wrong image. But um, <laughs> It's just not something girls feel like, that, unfortunately, they've got permission to do in our society and maybe they're not driven to do it. I don't know, Ariel Free, but I know most men have a crushing fear of asking the girl in the bar, can I buy you a drink? And they're going, really? fuck off ugly, which is what well, most boys have had a, a fuck off ugly in their time in some form or another. I've had many, 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 either by DM, by Twitter, by text. When I've been talking to someone, gotten really well in the bar, we got really well, gonna take you out for dinner. It's like, I just do, I'm, I'm sorry I gave you that impression. You only know, just want, and even yeah. though it's, I've asked politely and she said it politely, you just want to die on the floor in a pool of rejection and your testosterone crashes for about three days and you hate yourself. This <laughs> is a very real fear. It's a very real fear for men of the fear of a primal fear of, yes, it's romantic ultimately, but it's, let's not dress it up, sexual rejection from a woman. I, I love knowing that because I would never have thought that men fear that ever. Oh, my God, they fear it oh, so fear bad. It. Yeah. No, don't, let's not concentrate on like Gaz from Geordie Shore who just works on numbers. If I just keep getting my bell end out, eventually someone <laughs> says yes and that. But, but talking, that's the solution, isn't it? It is the solution, you know? but that's 1% one, 1 yeah. of men have that confidence. Oh. The rest of us normal guys, the ones you actually want to marry, I would, <laughs> I would argue, uh, you know, I would find it, particularly before I did this job, which gives me a sort of extra boost because I'm sort of unnaturally talking to a girl in a bar anyway because we're talking about comedy or whatever. But before this job, forget it would happily be lonely wanking into a biryani carton in a studio Ooh. flat than experience the possibility of, uh, you know, Lisa from work saying, I know we work together, but I just didn't feel that way about you. And then you've got to look at her again the next day. Imagine, Nigel, looking into the eyes of the girl you work with, thinking one thing was happening and something else was. You yeah. must have this, this fear. I don't know many men apart from, you know, your players who are on TV, which aren't huh. men, by the way. That's just people that are on telly. The normal <laughs> normal guys have that fear, right, Nigel? Every single yeah. one of your friends have it. Totally. Every single one of my friends have it. Yeah, you ever ask them out for dinner and then they suggest lunch? Ugh. <laughs> the worst of both worlds. Or you when know what I mean? Or when the girl doesn't get it. and get lunch. Yeah, I'm going out to pick up my sandwiches as well. We can oh. go together if you want. Is that, what's that? Is that a... 
Is that a yes? Is that a you just want sandwiches? That's what the fuck so does that mean? funny. Yeah. I would never have thought in a million years that guys were guilty of that. In my head, like, they have a couple of drinks in a bar and they're more than happy to go over to a girl and speak to you or, like, start a conversation with you, especially when yes, they've got mates the, around the, them. The useless fucker that will let you down will do that. <laughs> but the one... <laughs> What does that tell you about what he normally gets up to? How but does the guy that work you... with dating apps then? And that, does that mean that men are always scared to make the first move on dating no, apps? No, it makes it better. It makes it dating apps have made it better. Really? The sad... I would think so because it's the anonymity of, of, of swiping the digital screen. This, you know, you're not seeing her go. I, I don't. I don't like you. Yeah, the rejection feels less visceral when yes. they don't reply or anything. Yeah. But the reality, the reality is, most of us would like to, if we can, meet someone in the real world. Imagine. How it used to be, like getting to know someone you work with, you've collaborated with, there's feelings there, you yeah. get that tingle. No, a lot now of you men, get sent to HR, man. Don't do that. You can't like, do that at work anymore. Well, this is, this is the other thing I wanted to say, and this is, I don't mean this to be controversial, girls. Please don't, no one get hurt. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Are men now more scared than they were five years ago of making that first move? Everything that's happened has happened for the right reason. I wouldn't change a single thing that's happened in gender politics. Fuck all those pigs that are in prison. Long may they rot there. All I'm saying is the general heir might make a single, I don't know, I'm not a single man, more cautious in an office or work environment about even making that first move. No matter how politely a signal, you might think, you know what? That is not worth the risk of causing egg around the office and being seen as some lechy perv who couldn't have a friendly conversation with his colleague without thinking it meant romance. I think women right. are equally as scared of rejection than men are. I'm just going to put it out there because I don't think I know a single girl who's happy to approach someone confidently in a bar or on a WhatsApp or on a, a dating app without fearing that they're going to be like, oh, they're not going to love me. And then also I know more <laughs> women who have been ghosted than men. I don't know many yeah. women who will happily ghost a man oh, and yeah. not give a fuck about their feelings, let's say. Whereas I know a plethora of women who have been ghosted constantly on dating apps and yeah. online. So I, I, I kind of like, for me, I, I know, I, yeah, a couple of drinks in you and then maybe everyone feels that they're confident enough to speak to someone at a bar. But, but how many girls would do that? I know your reject, rejection once initial contact has been established, I would give you, I would agree, 50-50 split. But the specific rejection of a girl walking over to guy in a bar or girl in an office who's got a relationship with someone going, this is silly, let me take you out for dinner. It's just never happened. The fact it's never happened to me or Nigel or anyone we know would suggest it's quite rare. For a man to well, maybe do we're that just ugly, female. Russell. You know, you are. <laughs> maybe we're just ugly. So. Yeah, maybe we're just maybe we're mingers. Maybe it's time to face the fact I'm just a fucking yes. minger. <laughs> I'm a minger. <laughs> I want to say that thing about ghosting and yeah, uh, might be ghosting. a bit off topic, but off ghosting is just. We just had a template earlier. Russell just gave you a template of what to say to women. So use that instead of ghosting. It's more polite. Yeah. You know? But, but the, the thing with my... Exp so I am not your typical man. So when I was dating, I think girls were quite surprised at some of the things that were included in the package. <laughs> One was total transparency about how faithful, how much flirting and how much shagging I'm currently involved in. Total and utter transparency, including if you want to know everything I've done this week, I will tell you. Total transparency. Secondly, a full and frank description of feelings when they weren't going in the right direction. The reason ghosting exists, ladies, is if you do the opposite one, which is send a text and say exactly what you're feeling, it doesn't go fucking well. Most You don't mostly get back, thank you for oh, telling me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how true, fucking dare true. you? I've been fucking chatting to you all week. You led me to believe I've liked you. You know, what the fuck was that? I had a few of those till in the end I thought, you know what? 
ghosting was more enjoyable. Oh, <laughs> another tip I just learned. Okay. <laughs> so is it fear that it, when feelings are explicitly described, you've got a tsunami of language coming back at you that you don't have time to deal with rather than, do you know what? I thought I was falling in love with you. I'm not after all. We're going to have to draw a line here. I know it's harsh, but I just don't want to see you again. I've tried that a couple of times just and it didn't end up. It didn't end the way I, the way I, th- I thought it was going to be. You know, I'm really upset, but thank you for telling me. That's what I want. I get, I get you can't, you fucking, that's it. you sent me flowers last week, you prick. That's what I get. I don't know because I have so many friends. Is, is that dating in South End, Russell? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> no, but that's probably what, if you want to know where ghosting comes from, I'm not saying women do do that. I'm saying that's what the fear, if you're trying to understand what the male fear is, why wouldn't you just send a text? It's fear of that, it would be my guess, 90% of the time. Fear of the mess, the depth, the further text, the further extra discussions, getting in deeper, talking about why we don't like each other. It's just easier to go, biff, buff, poof, I have disappeared. Yeah, but so hurtful. The amount of times I have a friend who has said to me, oh, I was chatting to this guy for a week on a dating app and then he just unmatched me last night. Like, well, that's yeah. savage. Um, savage. Whereas actually recently I did have a friend who went on a date with a guy and he was very honest and said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really want anything like commitment wise. He's like, I'm just looking for a bit of fun. And she did the initial, I'm fucking fuming. Why didn't you just put that on his like dating profile? Like, for God's sake, I've like specifically said in mind that I'm looking for a relationship. And then she had like, she calmed down and then she wrote a text. Went, look, I appreciate it for being honest, but if you're going to be like that, just put it on your dating profile that you're looking for fun. Like, cause then it'll just help yeah. cut through all the mess. But I don't know if he was just saying that because he hadn't got on with her on the date. Mm. So it's that thing of going, well, was that him being honest or is he not being honest? But I actually know she genuinely felt better for him saying that to her than mm. having gone on a date with her and then just gone, unmatch, and that's it's it. On, honesty at the beginning, I had on mine currently on a tour of duty of Vajganistan and people knew where they stood. <laughs> I love that. Oh, God. I was in my adm- admiral's jacket with lots of badges on the side. Things I've achieved. <laughs> so the problem is, once you play Dungeons and Dragons and you like girls, it's not. It's a really bad combination. <laughs> yes. I want to see one of my tricks. <laughs> Oh, well, I think we've covered it off. I mean, the only one I feel like I don't know if it's too dangerous to even explore it was how I met Lindsay. I'm just being honest, maybe it's my idiotic dinosaur fears, but how I met Lindsay, I fear we may not have got it on today. Lindsay was in the front row of my audience at a show eight years ago, sat there, and I did my tried to do my show normally, met, like victimised her a bit. She was the person I picked on in the front row, as we, as we do as comedians. And afterwards I said to my tour manager, oh, my God, that girl was so beautiful. I wonder if I'll ever see her again. Stalked her, found her. Now, would I do that now, now that I've been re-educated about gender politics? Because technically... I'm 10 years older than Lindsay. I'm on stage with a microphone, power imbalance, unfair influence, someone that was on the telly a lot at the, t- at the time, no, someone that's on the telly a lot. You know, is that, yeah. is there a fear that's there now? And should it be there? But the thing is, Russell, I think the power imbalance is what she finds attractive in you. <laughs> I mean, you know? this is this is this is where we get into a very dangerous area, Nigel. Yeah, but, I know, but you want to go there, right? Yeah, I want to go there. <laughs> we can always cut it off, cut it out later. <laughs> <laughs> How do we unpack that, Ariel? That, that there's a power imbalance that's attractive, but I've been re-educated, and I'll be bringing up my daughter to say when there is a power imbalance, beware. That's not sexual attraction. That's potentially exploitation. It's hard because you're attracted to 
to who you're attracted to. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of my own personal experience if I've ever had it. I know that I did once date someone very young who I worked, not very young, younger than me, who I worked with. And it probably wouldn't look great. <laughs> not, not that young. Please finish your A-levels. It's freezing outside these yeah. gates. He was definitely over 19. Sixties <laughs> um, legal. Sixties legal in the UK. <laughs> oh, just, leave your, um, just leave your homework. I've got an Hindu's virtue. <laughs> um and i'm trying to think if they they probably we worked together and it probably would have been frowned upon if people knew that we were dating uh, and that was inevitably what the end of it was and it was a power balancing because it could have looked like i was exploiting him a bit but then actually he was the one that pursued me he was very young but i remember thinking in my head this looks bad because he's Hmm. a lot younger than me but then I don't know. Um, it's really interesting you saying that now because I would never have thought, I know about your story about Lindsay. You spoke about it on a podcast I think yeah. before and I love this story and I love that. And for me, it just seemed, it all seemed quite natural. But when you suddenly say about the power balance and the... I wouldn't date a girl from the audience now. If I were I single, heaven forbid anything went wrong in my relationship and I was single, I would be very, very nervous now. Not in a, in a right-wing Gammon Gary way, in a, in a morally correct way. I'm like, is it, is it even right? Sorry, I have to disagree with that because if I was DJing and I saw a guy in the audience that I fancied and I wanted to have a relationship in, with him, I wouldn't, it wouldn't stop me from yeah. asking him Well, that him story, for his t- that story it, actually it, turned me on, I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Since I finished playing this record, I'll see you backstage. Oh my God. Not asking him for a bonk in the bloody portaloos at a festival. I'm just no, saying, no, if no, I found that person attractive. Now you've ruined the story. I was totally getting off on that. And there I was in the loo. No, you know, that- if, if, if you take this argument to the uh, extreme, then as a, someone of your profile, who, who, who can you date? You know what someone, I mean? Like, someone like uh, someone who I work with, another comedian, a makeup artist, someone I've met in the studio, someone someone who I bumped into in a bar when I'm not holding a microphone, towering over someone with stage lights. Yeah, but, I don't but know. They I'm being, know who I'm, you are, though. You know, it's just a point. Yeah. Have men be- uh-huh. have men become more scared of of rejection? Mixed up with this fear of, am I even? approaching a girl in in a, in a way that is inoffensive now or isn't offensive i think if you treat yeah. women in the right way and you you know you, you are not someone who is going to gaslight someone or abuse them i think you can absolutely pursue anything if you do it in the right way well that now that is a nice note to end on now this is one of those episodes i know that yes men will listen to it but women will have their ear melting into their listening devices because there's some <laughs> fascinating shit in there I've learned a lot thank you very much what an Thanks. amazing show what an amazing panel thank you Nigel Ung and thank, thank you. you very much Ariel Free yeah, thanks, this has Russell. been Boys Don't Cry with me Russell Kane if you've liked what you've heard please give us a good review go to wherever you get your podcasts and hit subscribe it's the least you can do is commit to that you loser <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.